You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The tremendous Thursday edition of You Better, You Better Rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley here with you on the BetQL Network. A great two hours still to come here on the show, but an awesome two hours we had to start the show. Talking Major League Baseball awards in hour number one. Gave you thoughts on American League and National League MVP. If Shohei Otani and Ronald Acuna are beatable in those two uh, respective markets. Also, American League and National League Cy Young thoughts. We'll get to AL and NL Rookie of the Year coming up here momentarily. Three great guests in hour number two. Connor Allen from 444 and Betsperts joining us to start the hour, giving us a bunch of futures plays in the National Football League, including a pretty interesting one on Coach of the Year. Ryan Horvath of BetMGM tonight here on the BetQL Network gave us college football win totals, including his two favorites. And his, I'll give out, I'll give it out to people, you missed it. UTEP over Ryan Horvath's favorite college football win total. Love the Miners. I think, they're, the uh, miners. I think their hashtag is uh, picks up. I'm not kidding. I actually think that's I think what it is. Hashtag gambling Twitter. Yes, picks up. Scratch uh, a lot of things. Yeah. So, so Ryan Horvath gave us a bunch of other good stuff as well. Ryan will be on BetMGM tonight coming up after us here on the BetQL Network, 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern time. And then Rick Camp joining us moments ago here on the show, giving us all sorts of NBA futures thoughts for the upcoming season, including on the in-season tournament in December. I, I'm still holding here that I think people are going to be shocked like when this tournament, when it actually is about to start. I think we all know it's coming, and then it's going to be here. And people are going to be like, what the hell is this going to be? And that's awesome. And that's a great opportunity for betters to take advantage of potential inefficiencies and volatility in the old market. So can't wait to do that when we get to it coming up in early December. We'll get back to Major League Baseball in a second. Eight buckets, Jets, Chiefs, and Panthers as we move along. Power hour, final hour, all our bets for tonight. And we'll play a little nine guys, Immaculate Grid, Dynasty Gridiron, Grid, Baseball, Football, respectively. But we did just have Rick on the show. And Rick was talking about some like Cajun biscuit going into uh going into break, like this breakfast thing that he had. Ken, what is the if you don't care about health at all, you're just going all out to have the best breakfast, what's the 10 breakfast? Ooh, uh that's a really good question. My the first thing that came to mind was like a like a a take on an eggs benedict that's like particularly outlandish would probably be the right answer. Like I like it could be the basic one is is very good. But, you know, can we mix in? I had a, uh, I was in Maryland and I had a crab eggs Benedict that was really good oh. with like a crab cake meat, kind of like lump crab meat mixed into it. That was really good. You want to like add avocado to the mix with the Benedict. That's also good. Kind of there are takes on it that I think are, are pretty outstanding. That would probably be my first go-to more than uh, something that's like batter based, like a pancake or waffle French toast, stuff like that. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a really interesting question. You usually get pretty interesting answers, right? Like, what's what's the best thing that you could have for breakfast? I'm just saying, like, we do have a resident food expert on our show who comes on every once in a while. Um, I don't know what his answer to this question is. Maybe we should call him and find out. 
<laughs> really? 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 Jake, uh, Jake, can you do me a favor? Jake, can you call Rick? Do you get Rick back on the line, please? <laughs> You're such a I, jerk. I need to find out the answer to this question, what Rick's yeah. favorite breakfast food is. What if I told you that I knew with minutes to go in the interview with Rick that I was going to do this and asked you that I, question as a setup to calling Rick? I didn't, uh, I didn't know when it was going to come up, but when it's funny because when I brought up to book Rick today, when I sent it, I go... God, we like call him all the time. Is that going to be like part of the show in some way? Like, or at least reference that? Like, not only is it referenced, but uh, but apparently we're calling him. Like, when he got got off like seven minutes ago. Uh, so I think Jake is in the process of calling Rick. So uh, when we get Rick yeah. back on, we'll ask him. I, I don't know if he's going to pick up the phone. He may be like going to do something right now. We'll find out momentarily yeah. here. Well, um, Rick, good. Uh, uh, Ken, will Rick, you do... I'm sorry. Yeah. Ken, will you bring, <laughs> Ken, Ken, can you can you bring Rick on? Hello, Rick. It's funny when you do it. Hi. Ken Barkley from uh... You Better You Bet. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. It's been too long. Rick, uh, we were eight minutes. You mentioned the uh, the Cajun biscuit that you had going into uh, to end the hour, and like we we ran out of time. And I was going to ask you, what's the best breakfast, like the 10 breakfast food? Like you could have anything you want for breakfast. What is it? I mean, for, for me, it's some form of biscuits and gravy, like, especially if it's like, let's say the first time I go somewhere, if I'm going to get a standard to like get an idea of how good a breakfast place is, I'm getting biscuits and gravy. Now, it could be like a jazzed up version, kind of like what I just had was, but uh, based on, you know, whatever the place offers. But if it's their standard forms of everything, what are you getting? I'm getting the biscuits and gravy. The biscuits and gravy is pretty great. And you got anything for Rick or? No, Red. Th- thanks for picking up the phone, buddy. We love you, buddy. <laughs> this, this was Nick's idea. <laughs> yes. so, sorry. Love you. Thanks, Rick. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Jake called him. He said, "Oh God, what?" <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> what a just the abs the absolute best. hello, Rick, just the best guy. Ken Barkley, you better, you bet. How are you? <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. I'm here with Hello. Nick. He needs your help. <laughs> All right. Uh, eight buckets coming up in moments here. Uh, Jake, just drop the uh, the futures, the baseball futures music, which is a uh, yeah, music bed from a, a video game that I like. <laughs> Good old Al Futures. Um, Rookie of the year is the are the markets that we didn't get to in the American and the National League. Why don't we do National League first? Because it's not as interesting. American League, very interesting, right? Or maybe you think NL is really interesting. Corbin Carroll, minus 500. Um, Ellie De La Cruz, plus 450. Kodai Senga at 30 to 1. And his Mets teammate, Francisco Alvarez, at 40 to 1. This looks like a two-horse race, though, between Corbin Carroll and Ellie De La Cruz. And, like, a couple years ago when O'Neill Cruz came up for the Pirates, like, the first a couple weeks that O'Neill Cruz was up, it was every single day. Look at how fast he runs the bases. It's this, and that's so fast. Or look at this throw to first base, and look at how fast it is. And then it kind of tapered off after a little bit. Ellie De La Cruz has been up for like over a month now, right? And like every single day, there are tweets about Ellie De La Cruz and how fast he throws and how fast he runs, and how hard he hits the baseball. Like, that hasn't tapered off at all for L.A. De La Cruz. Now, Corbin Carroll's so good, it may not matter. Ken, your thoughts here on National League Rookie of the Year? 
Yeah, sort sort of disagree. Uh, well, I don't disagree with that take. Like you're right that he does stuff like that all the time, and it gets magnified because it's crazy and it's historic, and all that stuff. Um, I think he has uh, absolute zero percent chance to win the award, and I think he's had a. We did this about a week ago. It was zero percent then too. Spoiler alert. Um, like it's not that Corbin Carroll has to win. Uh, he can get hurt. He has a history of shoulder injuries, which almost came into play a couple of weeks ago when he left a game and everybody was very worried he was going to miss extended time. And he didn't. He came back a couple of days later, picked up right where he left off, had a RBI triple the other day, had a multiple hit game in that crazy game against the Braves uh, that, you know, 13-12, whatever it was. So he's kind of like continued on this trajectory, this pace to be, you know, one of the top 10 most impactful players in the league. But, uh, you know, this award at its core is a war counting award. Whether you like that or not, whether you think that should be the case or not, that's what it is. It's what it has been for decades. And uh, especially now with our familiarity with sabermetrics and everything, it's a war counting award. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz is so far behind that if Corbin Carroll stopped playing baseball right now and Ellie De La Cruz hit like 30 home runs between now and the end of the year, he would lose badly. Like that's how far ahead, that's how far behind he is. Uh, and that's been the case for a while. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz has not yet accumulated one win above replacement, despite the fact that he's played 36 games already this year. So he is basically on a pace to be like a two, two and a half win player, good player. And that's it. And it's not even close. Uh, it's actually not close. So rather than view it as Carol versus Ellie, uh, it's Carol wins unless he gets hurt. And much like Otani, it's sort of like, okay, if there's a trade, here are the buttons to click. Uh, if Carol gets hurt, the first two buttons to click are probably Matt McLean, who's Ellie De La Cruz's teammate, uh, who's been the second best rookie by all measurement this year, and Patrick Bailey, the catcher for the Giants, who I have at like outrageous prices that haven't really gone down because Corbin Carroll's been so good. Um, those are your first two clicks. Francisco Alvarez of the catcher for the Mets is like fringy as a, a looming contender, if uh, but all of this is predicated on Carroll, like basically grabbing his shoulder and never returning to the field ever again. Uh, if he plays even. 25 more games uh, uh the market should close and it should be over and that's not that's before the end of august even if that happens so um we're getting really close but i think the the key here is ellie is installed as a second choice because he's a very exciting player uh and he's a very exciting player who now has a zero percent chance to win the award yeah, grabbing his shoulder and then never playing again that sounds like 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 the start to like some like like dateline like horrific sequence. right yeah so, <laughs> so, well we we thought that happened like i was out july 4th weekend like or that that week like at the bar and then the mets game he grabs his shoulder everybody's like oh my god he had shoulder surgery when he was in uh, high school i think or something like that same shoulder and it's like no actually he's just okay and everybody's like what like what do you mean is okay and uh and then not just to be okay but to come back and still perform at a high level um yeah obviously was named to the all-star team also so yeah i mean uh as far ahead as farther ahead than acuna is and as far ahead as otani is probably so you need something to change in order for someone else to to come into the picture a rookie on a baseball field grabs <laughs> his shoulder never to be seen again a woman on a boat uh, you better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a tremendous Thursday, talking Major League Baseball Awards, National League Rookie of the Year. We'll get to AL in a second. Jake, any disagreements with what Ken said about National League Rookie of the Year? Zero point zero disagreements. We are firmly in Corbin Carroll hit by bus uh, territory here. I gotta yeah. tell you, like, these these are great players. Just like just, just look twice when you're crossing the street for these guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, so it's a jungle out there. Got to be careful. Yep. <laughs> it is all right. Um, American League Rookie of the Year, Ken. I know this has been a uh, it's been your favorite market in baseball this year, but it's maddening yeah, like, is what it is. Yeah. 
Uh, so let's talk about it here. Josh Young of the Rangers, plus 160. I think Ma- Masataka Yoshida of the Red Sox is their nemesis right now, right? He's at plus mm. 200. Gunnar Henderson, famously Jake's guy, at plus 300. Um, we can't go down the list from there. Um, my, my guy, Anthony Volpe, 30 to 1, probably not going to win of the, of the New York Yankees. Ken, what about AL Rookie of the Year? Do you still feel like it's uh, take shots at Yoshida? Where are you at here? Yeah, uh, Yoshida's definitely narrowed the margin between the the top two guys, Young and Henderson. Um, you know, the last 10 times we've done this award analysis, it's basically been Jake and I both think it's going to come down to Young or Henderson. Like, they're going to be your two front runners as we go through the season. Um, and we kind of give you a couple guys. Okay, if it's not those two, you need these players to do a lot of damage at the plate. But, like, if they do, it could become interesting. It was Royce Lewis for a while. He gets hurt. He has, hasn't come off the IL yet. Um, Michael Garcia, this... Uh, player for the Royals projects really well had a huge game actually a couple games ago but like kind of running out of games so he's kind of falling off it's like yeah so it's just just gonna be these two guys Yoshida's narrowed the gap a little but just to be clear still more than a half win behind the other two players in both wins above replacement projections uh end of year projections I still have him a full win behind Young and more than a full win behind Gunnar Henderson so I think my only thing here is just um of your two front runners something the most interesting thing that's happened recently is at least in my projection. And that's basically just based on what's happened so far uh, for the first time this season, uh, Gunnar Henderson, because of his performance, the last couple of games versus Young's, uh, I think he's one for 12 or something in his last three games because of those performances, Gunnar Henderson now projects for me to have the highest war at the end of the year among AL rookies. And that has never been the case at any point this year. And as of today, actually literally this morning, that finally became the case. So it's, it'll be young and him kind of neck and neck, but it was young ahead by a good amount, maybe even a half win a few weeks ago. And Henderson has kind of narrowed that gap a little bit. So, you know, if this is a conversation like I don't have, I have zero dollars in this market. Is there something fun to do? I mean, the bet to make is Gunnar Henderson at the price. Like he's being priced as the least likely of those three major players to win. And I project him to be the most likely. And so if someone is the third most likely and I make them the most, that is a price difference. And that is probably something worth betting. Um, As we get more down the stretch, if Yoshida doesn't, kind of like you know have seven rbi in a game or whatever he had and uh and keep moving up a little bit and it becomes these two players there could be an opportunity maybe one takes a little more of a lead than the market thinks and you you jam him versus the other guy very likely to be these two players so i don't think anything new there the new story is that okay of these two players young was ahead the whole time and now henderson projects to maybe be ahead at the end of the year jake do you famously agree or disagree with ken Oh, I very famously agree with all. Oh, of you this. love this one. every time. Yeah. Every time Gunnar Henderson hits a home run, hits a triple, does something cool. I'm gonna keep tweeting memes of Pikachu and a floaty drinking a little drink, or the girl holding the microphone crying, or I'm just gonna tweet Henderson in all caps because it's awesome and he's awesome. Let's go. What's the uh, what's the Pikachu thing? I tweeted it yesterday. It's just like, it's like Pikachu it in an inner tube, like sipping a drink. Oh, yeah, I don't know. So with sunglasses oh. on, it's pretty cool. No, yeah. it sounds cool and it sounds awesome. I just didn't know if there was like a thing like that related it to Gunnar or just like <laughs> just happy about it. Like, that's know. definitely no. not really. Yeah, it's like Gunnar Henderson's nickname, Pikachu. Nobody knows. I mean, nobody I, knows I, that. I was, in, I was in Europe for two weeks. I don't know what I might have missed. You, know, <laughs> right? you never know. <laughs> While you were gone, Pokemon and the Orioles merged in a lot of ways that you were very unexpected. This an Adley Rutschman now goes by Snorlax. Right. What happens when you leave the country? Also, yeah. they're in uh they're in first place in the American League East, and the Yankees are in last place. They are. It's a bizarre world. Mm. Uh, okay. 
Those are our thoughts here on Major League Baseball. Coming up next, eight buckets, National Football League. I don't know if we'll do the Jets, the Panthers, or the Chiefs. One of those three teams, though, is coming up on the other side with Nick and Ken. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.